0: Hello, I'm Lauren Hubelay. I'm a gemotherapy expert and health educator. And I am here today with my colleague, um, Megan Lim. And we're about to continue our conversation on um, polyvagal theory and how it might connect with our work in gemotherapy to support the nervous system. We've been exploring um, extracts for a number of years that have specific actions on the nervous system or the autonomic nervous system. We've been looking at ways to microdose them um, in an effort to harmonize those systems and improve emotional well-being and what I like to call emotional immunity. Recently, however, um, I came across Stephen Porges' work with polyvagal theory and became quite intrigued and invited my colleague Megan to um, have a look too and I think it might be important Megan just as we get started on today's conversation just to remind everyone what what is polyvagal theory from your view yeah
1: so polyvagal theory is um looking at how we interpret cues of safety and danger, both inside of our body, between us and other people and in our environment. So I've heard it referred to as the science of connection and it's related to the vagus nerve and it has to do with um, how we not, whether we are actually safe or dangerous in reality but how we perceive the environment. So something could be safe and we perceive it as dangerous, even if we don't understand why or vice versa. And this has to do with how we relate both to ourselves and to other people that we're in relationship with. And there are three states of the polyvagal system, uh, three states of the nervous system. And that's what Stephen Forges discovered is that there's the sympathetic nervous system and actually two branches of the parasympathetic nervous system.
0: Yeah, thanks Megan. Um I, I think that um one of the surprising things for me to discover as I um learn more about polyvagal theory is um the idea that we can actually use our sympathetic nervous system for good, right? And this was uh, a real insight that I actually use it all day long to get things done Um, but I use it in a very organized way and that's all fine and well until exactly that word you said I perceive um, I am in a dangerous situation which um, perception is so powerful Um, it could be um, for me I know it could be a smell or sounds or um, another person that could easily alert my nervous system, um, sometimes even unwillingly um, or even subconsciously that I'm in danger. And I think we've all had these experiences where um, our nervous system is doing something different than our mind might be telling
1: us. Yeah, I think a real classic example of this, I think, has different language to it. But I think when you hear people say that um, somebody's energy bothered them, or they could just feel something from that person, and there's not necessarily always um, a story that makes sense about it. But it's the way that two people's nervous system or somebody's nervous system and the environment, how we are responding, even without the story, just the sensation of how we're responding.
0: Hmm. Right, so what we'd like to do for you all today is take you into um, our next layer of discovery. And that is um, looking at real life experiences and how Um, we might look at it from a clinical perspective in order to be of help or support to the person having that experience. And um, perhaps even share a few tips um, in the uh, line of GMO extract that maybe you will find helpful. And Megan, we were going to talk about a story of something that you've recently experience. Do you want to get us
1: started with that? Absolutely. So a few days ago, I went to the grocery store and I was standing in the produce section, which is when you enter the grocery store and you take your cart, immediately you enter the produce section. Mm -hmm. And my first awareness when I entered the produce section was that I could feel now the awareness that I had been putting off going to the grocery store. Mm. Mm. And I grabbed the cart and I started to feel um, my breath change mm-hmm. and um, the feeling in my head change. And I was aware that I was having a response that something was happening. And I quickly became pretty. Um, immobilized and feeling very um, shut down my head started to feel quite swimmy I felt a little dissociated and unorganized and very unclear about what I wanted to buy I felt very uncomfortable but in a pretty shut down still way and next thing I knew I was just standing with the cart in the grocery sec, in the grocery store, in the produce section, just not moving, feeling some tightness in the chest, a very sort of flat, dissociated, confused mm-hmm. feeling. You know,
0: Megan, as I'm listening to you, I, I think uh, many people might describe that as overwhelm. Mm-hmm. Would you, would you
1: have felt that that might be a word that you would? Sure, I think that that would be, yeah. I think that it was a little different than how I might typically experience overwhelm. Because mm-hmm. sometimes when I feel overwhelmed, I have a sense of what I'm overwhelmed about. Yes. More like a I need to climb a mountain kind of feeling. Right. This was a more confused, um, swirly, dissociated kind of feeling. Right. Right. So
0: those words that you used, I think, are really important for those that are listening um, as as cues because um, what we're looking for is opportunities for you to hook in, like I've felt that way before, or I recognize that feeling. Right. And so Megan, you you said something that that struck me, you said immobilized. What did that mean for you in that moment?
1: Well, what I noticed, you know, typically we grab our cart at the grocery store and we walk around and we get what we need. And I noticed that when this feeling came on, that what I saw myself doing was just simply standing still with Hmm. the Hmm. cart. And my energy became shifted to, I just stopped moving. Hmm. My head felt swimmy. Um, I was focusing on breathing, and I just stood still. You used, also
0: used the word disassociated, and often I hear that in my practice, and, and um, I, I'm curious to ask, like, did you feel that you were out of your physical body, that you um, had left your physical body and maybe were looking at, or what was the sensation like for you?
1: In this situation, I did not feel like I had left my physical body, but I did feel, um, not able to, I didn't feel like I had control to reorganize and get myself moving or even get organized enough to get clear about what I was supposed to be doing in that moment. Okay. Okay. It was really so, just a, sh- a shutdown. Um, no clarity, no, the wheels weren't turning. Right, right.
0: I think I, we can all feel this right along with you, Megan, because I'm sure everyone has been in that position. And I want to cue you all in that are listening to where we could go with this clinically. At this point, a very good question to ask Megan um, would be, um, it, it, what would be your wish if someone were to show up? How would they show up for you, Megan? How um, how could you envision what help would look like for you?
1: Yeah, it's interesting, Lauren, how the nervous system shifts because even you're asking me that question feels like somebody showing up, and I could feel oh my. my breath soften and open, but. You know, I I think as I'm feeling all of the body and mind sensations as I'm recalling this situation, I think that support in that moment would have felt like somebody just coming and standing, like a friend feeling somebody just coming and standing next to me and maybe just being with me in that moment, Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: just showing up and being there. I'm not sure that I would have been ready at that particular moment for somebody to offer lots of suggestions or try and guide me through the grocery store. I think initially um, there was so much uh, confusion and sort of lack of connection with myself in that moment that I really would have loved just somebody else to show up and be with me. hmm you know, Megan, uh, this, I love
0: the way that you can articulate this so clearly for everyone. And this being with is um, um, one way of resolving the situation, right? Um, and and what this being with can do is um, open a window to ventral vagal, right? And I love, always love this example. Um, and my um, polyvagal theory teacher Cameron Scott uh, often talked about you can see vagal from where you are right and and um at the moment in that swimming moment you can't right right it's not even um in your your vision but the possibility of someone showing up and being with you yes could make the difference and um, I think this is awesome. not only important on a clinical um, level, but as friends and family, um, that when we encounter someone in this state, like you were in, Megan, and we're going to call it the, a shutdown state, and in polyvagal theory, it would be the dorsal vagal state, um, discovering what that person needs is important. And, and we, we have, um, uh, through our work, Megan, we've kind of looked at two different ways um, that person could show up that would be helpful. And one is, as, as you're talking about, um, being with. What do you need, honey, right? Yes. And the other is that very helpful friend <laughs> that shows up and like, oh, honey, you just need to get moving, right? Once you get moving, you're going to feel, you're going to be fine, right? Yes, exactly. How would that have felt to you, Megan, had I shown up to you that way?
1: Well, you know, I'm picturing this, and I think that it would have felt well intended, but (laughs) almost. I think it almost might have added to my confusion Uh, in that initial moment. Yeah, you weren't ready to move, right? I wasn't ready yet. Yeah. Yeah. But it is amazing how often if what we need is somebody to just be with us and that happens that it, you know, the nervous system can shift quickly and within a few minutes, you know, that might not be the case anymore. But as I feel into this, the initial feeling was that that would have added to the confusion.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's you. You've stated that so clearly. And, um, you know, I'm excited to share with folks some GEMOs that they can do. But, you know, you shared something very beautiful because we can't always whip out our bottle of GEMO therapy extract. It would be lovely if we always had one with us, but you didn't. And you did something else for yourself. Do you remember what that was?
1: Yes. So what I decided to do in the moment, and I think that As I explore with Lauren and through my own studies, polyvagal theory, um, it has opened up so much spaciousness and compassion because I no longer had to figure out why or judge or create a story about why I was immobilized in that moment, I was. And so I became aware and watched this feeling and saw myself standing still with the cart and feeling very detached and disorganized and swimmy, and what I decided to do was just give myself permission to be that in that moment, right. and I just gave myself some space, yeah. and I stood there, and I think that permission felt like the being with energy. Looking back on it, you know, this was sort of just happening as it unfolded, but it felt like I showed up for myself and allowed permission to just be there. And I did notice within a few minutes that I started pushing the cart. Hmm. I wasn't pushing it with a lot of organization or um, knowing where I was necessarily going at the beginning. But for a few minutes, I noticed that all of a sudden my feet were moving and I was pushing the cart around the store
0: beautiful Megan uh, you mentioned this word organizer and that's quite a hook for me uh, that you were quite organized and I just want to um, tell everyone we'll certainly be talking about what can be done at that point in our next recording but yeah coming right back to this and you did such a beautiful job and I really want to um, honor what you did for yourself because I know how many times I, I was just thinking about how many times I've been in a similar circumstance where the voice that came through for me was, Warren, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? Right? And and very far from the compassionate friend that I needed. And um, so that in itself is therapeutic, how we show up for ourselves, um, We know that, um, you know, uh, gentle breathing a little gentle movement nature music there's all all kinds of things that might help us be with ourselves so we can mobilize but let's talk for a few minutes about extracts is that okay let's do it okay so you talked about the be with energy and We have looked at extracts we know that are are helpful um, for the central nervous system that will help someone exactly in the state you were in, and all versions of shutdown, that what we're looking for is what helps them mobilize, right, Mm -hmm. to move out of that so they can see ventral from where they are. And um, so, the with energy. Extracts are harmonizers, harmonizers for the central nervous system. Um, you mentioned, um, two that you thought if I had those with me, I think I would have taken.
1: What were they? I think that I would have taken which extracts were they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think in that moment, I would have taken either hazel or hawthorn mm. because I felt, um, a I wouldn't say I felt tight in the chest, but I felt some kind of um, shutdown, contraction, something happening here in the heart area Hmm. and and in the head. And for me, um, hawthorn is, when I feel something in the heart, hawthorn softens and opens.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I I would um, concur that those would, uh, could both be lovely examples another two that you might consider that I think fit very well with the bee with energy um would be olive um or fig. Yes and um I um we're not going to go into the specifics of those extracts but previously Megan and I recorded um along with our friend Terry a number of um podcasts called show memos And we have each of those recorded for you to listen in and see what you can learn about those extracts for yourself. And then, Megan, there is, though, the time when someone is shut down that really what they need is someone to come along and say, hey, come on, let's get going. You know, you can do this. Let's go. Let's get moving. And, And that can be useful and um, and I think um, we have to find out from our clients which they're feeling and and if we're treating ourselves um, certainly tap in and ask yourself what is it that you're needing and that doesn't have to
1: be a harsh voice it can be very much the good friend right I think that there's a beautiful image that I have in my mind for the differentiation of these two and it's it's if I would have wanted somebody to just come stand next to me and be with, which is the energy we've already talked about, that harmonizing, showing up for energy. And I think that the other piece would have been, did I want somebody to come and take me by the hand and guide me? Mm,
0: mm, I love that. Yes, that, that is a, a perfect lead-in to extracts I know that have been very helpful for me in this Um, circumstances, as well as many of my clients, and that would be silver birch seed, which is a fantastic guide, um, and it's a tonic for the central nervous system. Um, I also um, very much appreciate sea buckthorn in this um, capacity to guide. Um, It's very good at letting the light in, uh, and, and as well as almond, think all three of those can be the um, guide to movement when you're ready, right when you're ready to move. And, and knowing that, knowing um, what it is that you need if you're taking care for yourself or knowing what's best for your client um, and helping them discover actually what they need be helpful. Mm-hmm. would you like to add to this conversation, Megan?
1: I think it's important when we're showing up for ourselves and we're talking about the nervous system. The nervous system is felt and it just is um, what we're noticing without story and without judgment. And so I think in order for us to honor that in ourselves and in our um, close friends or relatives that we're in connection with regularly and in our a larger community, I think that we need to be careful about um, not getting too much into story because story brings with it sometimes judgment on whether it should or shouldn't be happening or solutions. And We're actually not really looking for solutions as much as we are just trying to figure out where we are on the map in that moment and determining where we are and how we're feeling it and what might feel helpful actually leads right to the solution without effort. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's that what is the kindest
0: next thing I can do for myself? Yeah, that's all we need. That's yeah. all we need, not more. Okay. Well I think this was um a fantastic um opportunity to share with everyone um this next step in our exploration of polyvagal theory and gymotherapy, and I'm looking forward to sharing further in our next episode a a set of extracts that would help us in that um, mobilized state to organize. And when we do that, we're we're not only organized and productive, but we're also um, creating new pathways from what would have been our habitual response. Yeah. So thanks, Megan. Thanks for sharing so honestly and showing up today.
1: Thank you, Lauren. And it's great to connect with everybody who's watching. And I look forward to continuing this exploration.